right back at you for a terrific week coming up. Nick Kiprios. We got Andrew Dutch Holland on tech. Our good man, Sammy. And in studio, sporting an all corduroy suit, Justin Bourne. Corduroy boxers too, Kipper. <laughs> just uh, just note that we have a strict fire safety code here in the studio. Do not rub your thighs together. <laughs> no running. If you wear a corduroy, you have to walk. Not like Sammy at the break running for the toilet, okay? <laughs> Get his large double-double and break comes earlier. Good Gross. weekend overall. Gross. Oh, are you talking about hockey or life? Life. Yeah. Just life. Yeah, okay. I, uh, we got a little Pebble Beach. Yes. Of course. Tom we, Hoagie. We had uh, a Friday and Saturday with uh, the NHL in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That also happened. I bought something very amazing this week. What'd you buy? Um, I was on the hunt for a uh, vintage football jersey of some kind, just for my Super Bowl weekend I'm going to next weekend. And I went to a vintage store on Bloor, and it was pretty pretty curated, pretty hipstery. And uh, there was one jersey in the store, and it was not a football jersey by any stretch. It was a L.A. Kings Jason Allison jersey that appears to be signed by Jason Allison on it. <laughs> and I bought it for $20. Wow. Like, sewn on numbers, like the old, like, purple you with black. Bring... Okay, tomorrow we're having show and tell. I'll, I'll, I'll wear it tomorrow. I first off, it's probably signed by some girl who named uh, Allison anyway, wrote it before. Anyways, but doesn't matter. It was twenty bucks. There's a signature on the so, floor. But here's what I don't get with people like you who buy stuff like that. Like yes. now what? Now I have it. It's okay. in my possession. And it just like hangs in a closet. I'll wear it from time to time. I'll pull it out for a shinny for a showstopper. Let him get this in while he's still young. Because <laughs> he will be he will blink and he will be my age. Like, what am I doing? And he's gonna go home after a golf tournament. And you're going to be forbidden to bring in that that cheesy uh, uh, bag with the golf shirt and the hat yeah. and the t-shirt in it. The you're not allowed to bring it. In, it. You're not allowed to bring any of that crap in the house. <laughs> it's no I, after a certain age. I have a lot of things like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have many jerseys, many hats, many things. Many there will things. be a reality show. Another version of hoarders. I was say, there is one. <laughs> Another version of hoarders, and Sammy will sports be. Sports hoarders. Sammy will be in it. But Send us your best sports hoarding pictures or stories. I, I would love to hear some I, obsessives out there. Can I say though that right now there is no world in which my Jason Allison L.A. Kings jersey is not my favorite item in my closet. I love it so much. I gotta wear it tomorrow. It's amazing. To find this for twenty dollars, I almost felt like saying something to the lovely young lady at the cash, being like, "I should pay double this at least." <laughs> I'll pay you 40 but I got out of there. Jason Alice. I know. Could you believe it? Of all the names that I was expecting to see on the back of that jersey, you that want, was low on the you list. You want a Jason Allison with real value? Get the jersey that he wore <laughs> when he went down on that breakaway. I can't get it. He's still skating. Three kilometers an hour. <laughs> I, <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah, I do. Uh, you can't get it off his back. He's still skating right now to this day. <laughs> so who, whoever... Um, was the schedule maker when it came to NHL All-Star Weekend. Uh, let's tip our hat to him because the Pro Bowl in the NFL is so bad that it almost made you forget about the NHL All-Star Weekend. 
Yeah. I saw one play from the, the, the Pro Bowl. I saw Mac Jones cutting for a 9,000-yard run. And I was like, that and is did, And then he did awful. the gritty yeah, the dance well, yes, after. I did see that. I can do that for you, too, if you full want. Touch <laughs> like full touch football. Like, full touch Flag, Flag football. Yeah. And, you know, we, we give these uh, all-star contests and leagues a hard time, but, like, what are they supposed to do? Like, the, the guys don't care. What are you supposed to do? You can't make that interesting. <laughs> for the most part, though, Right place for the NHL, and they probably should go there every year. But that's probably not going to happen because Gary likes to throw that that bone to each NHL owner who is constantly asking for it. Should just be in but, Vegas. It, it, and then, it, then you know what? Move the revenue around. How about that? Keep it in Vegas and chuck there some revenue to as, random as, teams. As cheesy as <laughs> as we can find it at times, it is Vegas and. A lot of first timers there. We noticed a lot of a lot of happy people there. Yeah, they were they were, they were genuinely happy. I, no Crosby, no Ovechkin, but this was their time to introduce and really attack this younger generation. It's clear mm-hmm. that the NHL now is going after a demographic and a crowd that they hope can protect themselves down the road. I'm not sure how it's all going to play out, but it's clear they're going after the YouTube audience. Yeah. And I, I'm okay with that. I recognize it's not for me. And listen, I like watching the NHL skills contest as a, a, a highlight show, the 30 minute wrap up of what happened in all the events. I'm okay with that. Um, I watched the whole thing. Start to finish skills. Yep. I watched quite a bit of the okay. skills. And and how old are you? 35, <sighs> 33, 33. Yeah. Okay. So am I the good, cutoff here? No, yeah, you're you're perfect generation there because you I guess have a full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Right? Yes. It sees you every day. It's like, is that a full-time job? Do you, right? do you do something job. else? You you we know for sure uh, you make uh the minimum per hour. <laughs> yeah. Minimum wage, correct? Minimum yeah. wage. Yeah. You, you nailed it. So I, I think you're the perfect guy to ask. Uh what did you think? I enjoyed it. I but I but I, I always kind of enjoy these sort of things. I love seeing the shootout moves. I like the fastest skater. I like all that stuff. I love 21 and 22. I know that was not well received as an opinion in the group chat. I, I didn't love I, that. I found it a yawner. I like the fountain. Yeah. The fountain was cool. No, painful, painful, painful. Passing as an event was just, oh, it's excruciating for me. But the only... A yawner for you. Oh, the passing, yes. Passing out of the skills contest. That's yeah. great. It's a skill. We don't need to do it in the, the contest. The only thing I felt robbed of is having the, I love the target shooting the, as the last thing, mm-hmm. but why the hell was Austin Matthews not in that? I know. You have the best, quote-unquote, best shooter in the league who is the captain of whatever, the Atlantic division. I was floored as to why he was not in yeah, that. I would have loved two to events. See uh, yeah. yeah, you can't do that? Just what? put him in there. Yeah. Like, why not have the best shooter do the shooting competition? That was really stupid to me. And they had dry subtle out there chopping it off the end boards, trying to hit the targets. And it's like, anyways, I, that, that, that's as fired up as anyone has been about, about that. How's that bringing you a take on a Good. Monday? Thank Bring you. It. Thank you. The only thing that bothers me is when the league looks like it's just trying too hard. It's yeah. just, it's, it's like that guy in high school who I know. is trying to get the attention of the cool kids. Right? But, but listen. The- <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sammy. Nah, you I can wouldn't. relate. I wouldn't know anything about that. And 
but that's the position the league's in. But the NFL can be the cool do, kid. Do they we, don't have to. Would you say that this is going to help sell the game? Because that is the least. It's it's the least of hockey. You can't get further away from our game of hockey than that weekend. And it helped. Trevor Zegers did more for the NHL this weekend with one move Why? than the rest of the got, event combined. Be, because, because, he, because he's because viral. He, because he got likes. He got likes. He got views. people talking. Well, we're talking about him. He generated conversation. That's, engagement. That's, that's growing the game of hockey. Or is it just growing no, uh, yeah. a, a, a guy that's great at trick shots? It's growing... Fan engagement. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how many people are going to play. Well, no, here, I don't see the link. I do. I do. I do. Here, here's what it is. You see, like, I follow multiple guys on Instagram who are, like, trick shot artist guys. Like, uh, for example, Pavel, uh, Pavel Barber is a guy that's on there all the time doing yeah, trick shots. Yeah, he's involved with our company There's another guy on there. I forget his name, but he does, like, these crazy ones where he's throwing the stick up in the air. But a lot of the time, people are like, oh, you know, I'd like to see you do that on and it's the stupidest thing. I right. hate when people say that. Right. But, but there's nothing wrong with it. But but it doesn't equate to the game of hockey. Now you have a guy who plays mm-hmm. at the highest level in the NHL. Like Skip to my Lou. Who Ray, is Ray for Austin, right? Was he the guy who came yes, like this? He's is like it. a trick shot guy, yeah, or like an and one athlete who yeah. made it into the NBA. This is a guy who has the ability to do what he did on Friday night, which yes. was Disgusting. That is so filthy. Blindfolded it was, or not, it was, it was amazing. It was incredible. Incredible. And the the amount of skill, the the edge work, the the pivot. We oh, need whatever. to bring up Kevin Woodley about the goaltending. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, I just I think that there's a way to draw people in when there's people that from the Instagram era that are seeing the guys that are on here. They get obsessed with that sort of cool trick shots. And then you look and you say, holy crap, there's a guy like that that actually plays in the but, NHL and he's doing the Michigan in the NHL yes. and he's doing Here cool stuff. Connor Bedard. Yes. So when, oh boy. When, you, when you tune in to go see Zegris and he does nothing. I know, and nothing, he dumps it in and finishes his chat. Nothing. <laughs> right? His coach will bench him if he doesn't. So you're, uh, you're, you're going after that, that YouTuber or the Instagram guy. And out of the percentages of those people... How many of them have watched a full hockey game from start to finish? The people watching the Instagram? Yes. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know, but has to you got to get started it, somehow. You, you said it a few minutes ago. But to me it's kids. You, you want it for kids 30 minutes. Kids want to be involved with hockey well, because of that. They want to do that. I think that's a problem they across do that. all sports though. I don't people. know if they want to play though, and I don't know if they understand that it doesn't happen very often and you've mm-hmm. got to spend countless hours which Zegris admitted and Kevin Bxa asked him yeah. okay how long long time he said yeah. long time do you want do you want to spend the amount of time that you need to put into that for for that moment but how many times are guys jumping over Kias in NBA games but it's interesting in the dunk contest right like agree. you know you, you have something that draw makes the game appealing to watch because they're not able to do it in the game so you get to isolate a cool thing guys can do I know you're not saying it's not cool to watch or whatever it's, it's really just... cool to watch so I think that's what it is can you re- can you is it a comparable to Vince Carter's dunk like, moment as a raptor, I, I mean that no. because of the way. Why he, that was that was an incredible dunk that that changed the way everybody felt. I think it's an interesting parallel, but it's I think, over I think, iconic walk away was as big. No, as no, dunk no. In that. I think I think that I think that's a way bigger moment than what Zegras did is. 
Seagrass finished third or something, didn't he? Yeah, you didn't even win the competition, Kipper. What are they doing? But it doesn't matter. No, nobody cares if Paul Coffey gave him a 7 or a 10. Nobody cares. Well, except It was a winner <laughs> because it got the most likes. Yeah, that's true. Right. Okay. There's no doubt there. We just spent six so minutes on it. It is a, it is a, a bit of a parallel. That is, I yeah, like the parallel. That is, that's, that was. It's what the NHL wants to create. Yeah. Okay. But, but you know I get what? That. How often can you do that? Like uh, watching the other ones. And how, 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 how many years did Vince Carter play in the NBA? A long time. A long time. Okay. Like, uh, one of the longest careers ever. What is his best moment? That dunk. Probably dunking over the French guy in the Olympics. Yeah, that is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that one. That, that and, and the dunk contest. Yeah. Okay, you, Trevor. 20 you, years from now, do you, better you than that. don't want to be remembered for, for this weekend being your best moment. Vince right. Carter played from 1998 to 2019. Zegers is going to retire. That's crazy. <laughs> Zegers can be Aaron Gordon, the guy who should have won the contest but didn't and is known for it. Like, can he actually uh, affect games now? We'll see. Boys, I'm proud of you, us with this conversation. Do you, do you, you think? Know? Look at this. <laughs> I mean, other there's 15 minutes on, on the no, 15 <laughs> minutes on the All Star game. I I told you at the beginning of the <laughs> the meeting today. I said. I want to talk about this. You go, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's plenty to talk Wait, let's, about. Let's, Which let's was break. your favorite moment from the game? I was just going to say, let's break down the game. Do you not think that the there's points. there's still uh, now a little added pressure for, for Trevor Zegers to continue this and do stuff and, and yes. not have some kid go uh, after the game? I, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, I do. If I'm Zegers and I'm like, can't just take a clapper on a That's two actually on one. a great question. You know, well, like if you bring in a bunch of people with a guy wearing a dodgeball uni doing a crazy dangle and they're like, I'm going to watch his next game. And like Kipper <laughs> said, he just dumps it and changes. You're probably going to be a little disappointed. <laughs> just gets run into the boards yeah. and turns it over. Oh, but I mean, it's not like basketball he, where you can. To be fair, just this season has done an alley-oop pass successfully and the Michigan successfully in a game. So, and he might win the Calder Trophy. And he's, he's 20. Yeah, he's very oh, he's He's very excited. I think he's... My moment for him was when he looked the camera, uh, looked right into the camera before the gold medal game oh my with God. the World Juniors and basically told everybody their game plan. And they did it. And how inferior the Canadian defense was and went out and delivered. Yeah, I know. Like, I... I Broke my I gotta you know really, I, I gotta really now. believe that this this guy sh is gonna have a, a lot of upside here in his career, and that won't be his best moment. But yeah, you know how I feel about players like this, and this gets you know people don't like this in small markets. But now I'm like, all right, now let's get him at uh, Anaheim. You know, we we got one here. Let's let's get yeah. him. <laughs> let's get him on the Rangers. Get him in front of eyeballs. Let's yeah. go. Let's get him on the Rangers. Anyway, I just I just hope that it's working. They've put a lot of time and money and investment to go get these. YouTubers, and I, I hope it turns into profit for them. At times, can I, don't, I can I say that I don't care about watching that stuff myself? Like that, I don't care about watching guys spin around on YouTube, and I don't care. Yeah, I, I, it does nothing for me either. So I, I personally don't, but I recognize that there, there's an audience. This for is it. this is. But well, don't. we don't really know for sure if there there is an eyeball audience, but will it will it get asses in seats? Will it turn Sammy into a season ticket holder? Will he go spend 
Maybe for investment, the Maybe. or is he just going to forever go, nah, I'll get my little clip on Instagram and that'll be enough for me? Because if that's the case, then we, we've invested a lot of time and money. I'm not sure into what. Ah, it's like being a drug dealer, right? The first hit's free or whatever. You know, this is the idea. Just give him a taste, yeah. get him watching a bit more. Well, the, but here's the thing. The audience that they care oh so dearly about is not you guys, the, the your age group. The, the audience they care yeah. very deeply about is the TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Have you seen the audience. average can, can age I, of sports fans by league? It's not good. Can, can I also tell you something, though, yes, about the TikTok? What is it? Or, or us in general as a society right now? We've never had a shorter attention oh, span seven seconds in history. <laughs> oh, buddy. You're asking these people to invest in two and a half hours of watching a game. It's not happening. Well, what are we going to do there? Because let's drive this point well, home. Here, Kipper, the average age of sports fans by league, you know what the oldest is? Baseball. 57 is the average age of their fans. But that's because of attention span. Sit down and watch three and a half hours of sport. The sport we might throw a ball every, you know, whatever twelve seconds. Like, uh, so anyway, the other leagues, uh, NBA is the youngest of the other three at forty-two, and that's you know not too shabby. NHL is forty-nine, and NFL is fifty. So like, sports fans are skewing older in general, but the, everyone is trying to get younger. Everyone because they're that's the next generation that's going to make money and they, spend money. They won't invest two and a half hours in a game. And I'm not sure the trick shots are helping get them there. I don't, what do you want to do? Put on more longer games? <laughs> Four-hour all-star game? You I'm have to sure. appeal to both, I think. You have to appeal. Like, this is why I, we did I, I, I'm not paid to, to make these decisions. <laughs> no, no, I'm not either, fortunately. But, yeah, it's, it is the attempt to get these people, uh, to get their eyeballs who are fringe people and hopefully get them to stick around. Uh, but and I didn't watch the game much. You know, I, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't know it was a 3 p.m. start, which was surprising on a Saturday, but I guess there was other okay. primetime Olympic stuff. Could somebody, could somebody tell us that the game was an afternoon game? You know what? You, the week before we talked about the All-Star game, you're like, when's the game? And I was like, ah, we should have looked into that. Uh, we have Colby. <laughs> All right. Colby, uh, I'm glad someone told you it was an afternoon game, but you needed somebody to tell you. For sure you didn't find that out on your own. <laughs> that's uh that is the truth I, I thought it would be like a three o'clock like kind of when the skills started but a noon game um in vegas uh came pretty early let's just put it that way it felt like it anyway um but i was listening to you guys before i came on too a little bit and kipper i'm gonna agree with you they should honestly it's true they should have the star game in vegas every year like it's the perfect place for it um, the glitz, the glamour, the pageantry, the showmanship, it just kind of makes it a little bit more showman-like feel. Um, you can get away with I the cheese. <laughs> you can get away with the cheese. It's, it's allowable. It's expected. And it's, and it's a place where I think also, like, you see all fan bases there, right? Like, it's an event. It's an NHL event. And I think it's like a super welcoming, fun place, not only for the fans, but for the players as well, for all of that. I mean, you can go to shows, you can hit up the casinos. Like there's just so much that kind of embodies what you'd expect or want from an all-star weekend feel. And I think Vag- I think it, it, it brought it. I think it, it did that for the fans. Was there any expectation the on these players? Like, were they able to go out and enjoy Vegas? Cause there was some talk that it wasn't going to be, you know, like semi bubble, but they got to like do their thing. Right. 
Well, I think I saw some clips on the internet where guys were out, and like I yeah. seen like, how do you not? How well, do you yeah. not do it? I mean, there are like uh, they you have to wear masks in the casinos and and all the places you go and in in all the uh, you know hotels and everything. So you know there are rules and stuff that you still have to abide by or restrictions, but. Um, I imagine the guys had a really good time. I saw guys, you know, going to the great golf courses there too. So it's, I think it's, I think it's all around good getaway. It was, it was cold though. I'm not going to lie. It was like unexpectedly cold when we got there. And I think we heard stammer during the 21 uh, and 22 kind of shootout thing where he's like, let's get this over with the yeah. freezing. Cause I'm not going to lie. Like it, it had some bite to it. Definitely an unexpected cold factor, but I think you get everything. Yeah. The players can enjoy themselves. They can go golfing. Um, it's a relaxing getaway the, you know, obviously the, the amenities of just, you know, the hotels in Vegas as well, where you're able to experience stuff with your family or your wife or, you know, kids. Uh, I think it can provide like just a mass, a massive thing for, you know, an event for fans and players. And family too, a ton of family, yeah. uh, Patrice Bergeron, uh, wanted to make sure that, uh, uh that awesome. he, he got a chance to go with his kid in all probability is his last opportunity if he retires or not remains to be seen. Uh, but it, it is one of those places where it's not as hard to get the guys to want to go next year. It's going to be in Florida oh, and I've yeah. covered uh, all stars and drafts in Florida and b- weather aside Colby, it's not even going to be close to Vegas. The hotel will be 40 minutes from the rink. Yep. Everything will be a long drive. I'm not sure you're blocking uh, South Beach uh, to do a shooting event on, on the beach, but they're going to try, but there's only one Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, sunrise. Yeah, it's in the middle of a marsh out like 40 minutes from anything that anyone wants to be at. So. <laughs> You're right. I think, yeah, the sunshine was cool and it, it is, you know, an attractive, I think any, any place with good climate is attractive for family and friends, but I got to tell you guys, like the job that I was doing, like, you know, I was the Kyle Bacoskis over the weekend. It's hilarious. <laughs> my hair, my I, hair I, wasn't you, I, I, my I watched you a little my bit. questions were way worse. My <laughs> so not worse. Kyle Bacoskis then? I, I had, I had you more like Steve Dangle. <laughs> oh, that'll be okay. Okay, yeah. Well, you, I guess you were talking about the YouTube generation. Maybe they did enjoy that. So yeah. Uh, but it was it was so cool to see uh, Patrice Bergeron with his family and his kids there. Uh, Jordan Eberle with like his new baby. We saw Stamkos's kid just wanted to see the Zamboni. Wasn't that cute? Uh, Giroux was carrying his little kid around like. I mean, those kids aren't going to remember, you know, they're so young. Like my kid was two or three, doesn't remember being in Montreal's dressing room or anything like that. But those guys were loving the fact that they were in and around having their kid with them and having them involved and being able to do that with their family. Like, you know, being down underneath, they be able to see that was, uh, was really nice to see those guys just really soaking it up, enjoying Kipper to your point with family and the kids and, Everyone involved. Uh, there was the best, probably one of the coolest moments of the skills. Uh, Pavelski had his his son out there and his son's buddy out there, and they were doing the flip in the air, pass to each other, and a high sh- high flip in the air. And the Pavelski's kid caught it on his stick, and like everyone in the stands went crazy. I don't know if it was caught on camera or was. I don't know what was shown being underneath there, but the look on Pavelski and all the players' faces was like that was the highlight of the skills competition when that happened. So it was. 
it was really cool to see that that aspect underneath being around there. Because guys, that was my first All Star game. That was awesome. Well, you should have been at ones earlier, uh, given your career. Yeah, I, I think funny. you deserve better. The how hard is covering it? I, I genuinely watched that game, and I and I feel like. You know, for a guy like Bieksa was doing a great job, but like there's a lot of air to fill and you're kind of, you know, it's all kind of yeah. happening by the seat of your pants. Is it a challenge to cover that event? Yeah, well, and, and having like boots on the ground. So, you know, it was, you know, using the league, the league was great with us in, in wrangling players and finding guys and changing requests the last second. Like you guys know how that is. And um, so it was kind of fly by the seat of your pants, but just to be in and around it and see how they run it and, um, you know, really how smoothly it kind of goes. I guess it's kind of like running around with your hair on fire a little bit, but uh, they get it done and they got it done and they get everyone organized, they get everyone out there, and there's just a lot of hands on deck. And it was interesting to see the monster and the beast that is this All-Star game and how it's ran. But, um, yeah, it was it was exciting, man. I, I haven't done, you know, I've been on either on uh, Zoom or... <laughs> Or doing commercial type things for advertisements. Uh, skip the dishes. You guys might have checked those out, right? But uh, yeah, it was it was <laughs> fun to be back on live TV and kind of the excitement of the feel of like the All Star Game, like a big moment event, and be a part of that. Don't turn skip the dishes into skip a meal, eh? You got to remember that. <laughs> I'll never. I will never, we'll never do that, Kip. <laughs> I'm going to get you an endorsement for Jenny Craig soon if you don't calm down. <laughs> I'll need it. Have him call me. <laughs> well, listen, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, and, you know, it's such a swing now, Colby, 15, 20 years. Uh, it was a. From no personality, the biggest argument for the players was that we. They, you couldn't find their personality. And now the pendulum has completely swung, hasn't it? And the players, yeah, and you know, the players I, I, have embraced for the most part. I give them full credit. Yeah, you know what? I got to say, like the YouTube, like viewership and that aspect of the eyeballs and all that stuff. Like there was a full, my, like my wife came, we got her parents came in to watch our kids. So it was like our time away and a couple of years without all four of our kids. So uh, she came to the skills competition, not the game, but the skills. And she got put in a section with like straight up the entire YouTube hockey community. So, uh, you know, Zach Bell, Pavel Barber on the bench, Nasher, everyone was there. Everyone was in the section and fans. My wife said fans were like, people were going insane for these guys. So like that aspect of like, you know, being open and, and being fun and being cool and the Zegris just doing the skills. He didn't do the all-star game. Um, just finding what's, what's cool about the game and kind of showcasing like that side of hockey and that potential for those like one-off things in hockey. Um, I think, you know, they got what they were looking for. And I think drew on that aspect or that marketplace or, you know, that, you know, environment. Um, and I think made it happen. I think, you know, when you think about, you're not going to think about the Metro winning. You're going to think about Zegras blindfolded in a dodgeball outfit, uh, doing that one-handed skip scoopter doodle thingy he did. I don't know what was the move official called? name. I'm sorry, the the, the Metro one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did. Okay, they did. Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson in the Metro Division One. Yep, oh. I love it. Live and learn every day. I think we're uh, we've set our piece in the All Star game. We'll take you back to the uh, the, the games ahead. Um, you know we're, we're looking at the Toronto Maple Leafs heading into you know a a pivotal stretch of hockey here. They play a ton of games now, and uh, they they've talked quite a bit about or Kyle Dubas recently talked about 
you know, what they're going to do with their defense, trades, all that sort of stuff. What do you think this Toronto Maple Leafs team going into the second half needs? And is it found internally or do they need to go outside and find some help? Well, I was thinking, I think it was interesting that Dubas, Dubas kind of dangled, you know, the, the getting a look at certain guys and wanting to see what they have in the short amount of time here leading up to it, but it's win now. And, you know, what does win now mean to them? Does it mean, you know, how do they manage their cap the best? Or does it mean like finding the right pieces to actually put it together? And um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do look at some D uh, and, and see what they could do in that department to try to stiffen up their game a little bit. Um, you know, their, their season up to now has been really good. I think Jack Campbell's been an awesome story. This, you know, the um, talent up front has been good. And you could look maybe at the depth of defense and the, and the stability of just rock you know, rock solid tandem pairings uh, as being something that they would, I think, be interested in looking at. So I found it interesting. Yeah. What Dubas said and, you know, the times at hand and, you know, where this team has put themselves. Yeah. They're a good team, but what do you, what are you going to do to help this team kind of get over the hump? And I think that's, you know, where Dubas is going to have to, you know, look at it and say, all right, we need a little bit more stiffness on the back end. We need a little bit more, you know, punch, in the back end and in whether it's defending or physicality or just being tougher to play against that can, you know, have us handle some of these, you know, more physical teams. Look at, I mean, look at, look at Tampa, look at Florida, just even that, just look at them and, and say, you know what, like those guys, those guys are juggernaut teams. So they come at you full speed. They're physical They're They can score, you know, especially Florida right now, depth up front to, to physically get after you skate uh, and put up points. It's going to be a challenge. So it's something I think, you know, Dubas and the Leafs are looking at, and I think, you know, it's time. I think it's time as well. Jack Campbell will get the night off, still recovering, I think, from his weekend. So Peter Morazic versus Frederick Anderson. Clearly, there's going to be one of two storylines this time tomorrow, and that is, Kyle, you made the right decision, or Kyle, you made the wrong decision. (laughs) Or the other way around, you know, right? Like Waddell and Brindamore, what are you doing? Why would you play Freddie off an all-star game? Um, but, yeah, I think I, I find that interesting, right? And they decided to go with Freddie. By the way, I sat down with Rod Brindamore uh, for an interview in, in, in Las Vegas, and uh, he's incredible. He's just, like, one of a kind, like, truly authentically him. It, it, just an awesome guy. And, um, you know, we see his speeches. We see the way he leads his team. But, um yeah, I think, you know, coming out of the gates, you could coming out of the gates swinging or not, uh, I guess they're deciding to give them one more day of rest coming out of All-Star, but uh, we get we get some, you know, a double, what is it, double revenge game from both goaltenders, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that is exciting. The, the storyline I'm looking forward to following. How, how do you feel about how um, the goaltending situation has played out here in Toronto? Will they look back at how it went with Freddie Anderson with regret, or do you think they're they're comfortable with the way it shook out and ending up with Campbell and Mrazek? Well, I think Campbell's making them look smart, right? Like he is, he's played unbelievable. Like he's yeah. been one of the great stories of the season this year in the NHL, and just overall great hockey story uh, in general. So I think he's making them look smart. You look, I, I know Borny Kipper. I talked to you guys before. I'm a Freddie guy. I like Freddie. I think Freddie's a good goaltender. Did they feel they needed to go in another direction? Maybe is that the answer? Yes. But I know that Carolina is thrilled about Freddie and what he's brought to this team and how he's won them games and how he's stabilized and given them a backbone back there. And it's kind of something they needed. So 
it's a it's a bit a great fit I think for Freddie in Carolina. At the same time, you take a risk and you make some moves and you find something and take a chance on a guy, and he shines the way he has. Like Jack Campbell, I think Campbell's made Dubas look really good. The the big difference for both goaltenders tonight is I think blue line envy, and I think the Leafs would have that, and I think Mrazic would look at that blue line and go, Slavin, Pesci, uh, Tony uh, D'Angelo, who's been really a, a nice, cheap find for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is, this, is, this is a big reason, besides a big heavy forward uh, that can go toe-to-toe with Florida and Tampa Bay, but that blue line looks like it can give Carolina, I think, maybe even the inside track to come out of the East. Yeah, it does. It does. And I, you know, I cover the penguins here in Pittsburgh and I'm looking at it going, man, either finish first or let Carolina finish first. Cause I think, you know, obviously I think, I think Carolina's a problem for a lot of teams. I don't think, I think everyone kind of looks at them as kind of going, Oh, these guys are trouble. They play a strong structured fast game. They've got it, you know, guys that can score in depth through their lineup. And then like you said, Kipper defense, core that's mobile uh fairly stiff with their game physically um and can produce as well and, and a good tandem goaltending situation so yeah i think there is some defense envy and look at look at the amount of defense also that they've given up or traded or um, moved around in the last number of years they've been pretty blessed with that for a long time there in carolina and your uh, your penguins are actually in toronto next week uh, what's the status yep. of uh, pittsburgh they're rolling along pretty good at this point aren't they yeah, they've had a good 20-game stretch. It's been a, a long haul. They started to peter out with their game a little bit near the end here to, into the uh, into the All-Star break. But yeah, Borny, they're they're uh, you know they're playing good hockey though. They're playing um, tight, competitive hockey. Um, I think the depth and versatility of their team has been a big story this year and led to the to the success they've had. Obviously, with you know COVID, but also injuries to key players throughout their lineup. So. Um, yeah, I think they've been, I know I have been surprised, but I think they've been a big surprise this year in the league and all the talk of the windows being closed. And now I think, you know, uh, Hextall and company have some decisions to make on what this is going to look like going forward. Cause I don't know if they're necessarily, you know, watching the, you know, Kapanen's and, um, Zucker and yeah, I know he's hurt right now again, but, um, you know, some of these situations where they're hoping to get a little bit more from certain players, but uh, put them put themselves in a pretty good position to have them start thinking about you know maybe something that they can do differently to put this team over the top as well because you know you win ten games in a row and you you know lose three out of your last twenty games uh, in regulation that's uh, that's a pretty good run right now heading into the All Star break and coming out of the break feeling I guess kind of okay and able to kind of regroup and uh, find your game even though it was sliding a little bit at the end but you know what their their penalty kill's been awesome this year and their power play has stunk. Until the last, like, you know, 12 games, Malkin's been back, and that thing has been clipping along at a high pace right now. So it's, it's making them even more scary, I think, coming out of the break. So when we look at Pittsburgh and we look at uh, pending unrestricted free agents, the list is off the charts. Yeah. It's, it's Malkin, it's Rust, and Rust has been pretty Latang. darn good too, right? Rodriguez, yeah. Oh, yeah. Latang. Yep. Like if if this was Toronto's UFA list, Chaos. there would be a full panic. 
Well, I, I don't know. We saw Jeff Carter sign a, an extension uh, just before the break. Um, you know, if anything, I think it's it's uh, kind of like what he's been like. He's like he's been the ultimate hole filler here. Like Gino's down second line center. Gino's back. He can play the wing. You can put him on the third line. Bluger breaks his jaw. He's on the. You know, he's he's killing penalties. He's part of that group. So, um, you know, I think a little bit of a safety precaution was was the Carter signing as well, depending on what happens with Malkin here. Um, but I think at the same time, I think they're comfortable playing this out right now, having guys that have been there their entire careers. Uh, we're talking, you know, 15, 16 years uh, in the organization and, and trying to get a, a deal done or extension done or something that'll that'll work there. Look, these guys' success, not only individually as players, you know, it's great. They're world talents, I think, a lot of them. And, you know, like you put Rust in there as well. He's kind of pushed himself in that situation. But I think the big three for Pittsburgh and Malkin Latang in particular have, have, you know, made their, I guess, careers, you know, the cups, the, the winning tradition, everything on finding a way to make it work, to play together. We've heard Gino say this before. You play with Sid, you win Stanley Cups, and him to, him and uh, Sid together has worked out pretty darn good, I'd say. So does he want to continue that? I think he does. He made a little sly remark just before he came back that he's that he's rich and he's got a lot of money with a little smile. Like I think Malkin's one of the best interviews in the league, but um, a situation, yeah, definitely Kipper, where there are some big name guys and some massive core pieces to this team for a number of years. They are getting older. Yes, but they still can play and some big decisions to be made here in Pittsburgh. So Malkin should take the Jason Spezza contract. Uh, the Leafs paid him. <laughs> I don't know if he would take 750 that. $750 a year. Uh, yeah. 750 minimum. Is that league minimum now, by the way? Sounds right. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. about around there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yes. For Spez. Yeah. Spez is the man. Vintage, they call him. I Colby, love that. We'll, we'll let you uh, continue uh, getting sober and uh, <laughs> really uh, appreciate your time on the show. Uh, tremendous personality. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. What, uh, what did you do FaceTime with Austin Matthews? How did that help sell oh, the game? Tell oh, us about it. Buddy, I don't even care. I was down there. I was like, what am I doing? I got to call my kid. I called him on FaceTime. I, I, I got Stammer. He was walking by. I'm like, Stammer, do you mind saying hi to my son? And my kid's face is just like, you should see his face. It's crazy. And then right there, Austin was there. and Just a good guy. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, Cruz, how's it going? Like, just, you know, you know all the guys are. It was it was awesome. So, yeah, I am, uh, I'm a cool dad for once. Yep. <laughs> really all those cool. Hours shoveling the outdoor rink, uh, trying to be cool that way, and maybe a little bit. FaceTiming with Stamkos and, and Matthews and whoever else walked by. Really cool, Kip. You're, really you're, cool. You're making up for the time that he couldn't remember you in an NHL dressing room. <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. That's what it was all about. It was a really cool moment. Yeah. Colby Armstrong, Sportsnet's Mr. Personality. Thanks for doing this, pal. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Thanks, boys. We'll see. Oh, yeah, Borny. Yo. Condolences, buddy. Condolences nah. to you and the family. I nah, uh, appreciate that, bud. Clarky, one of the best guys ever. Totally blown away. I love that man. I know you uh, saw him at uh, Mario's tournament dressed as Mario's, Elvis, did you yeah. not? Oh, he was unbelievable. The most electric, magnetic personalities. Everyone loved him. He yeah. made the camp. Um, uh, he was the guy I looked forward the most out of seeing him every time. He made everyone feel amazing. He's just a special guy. Wow. So condolences to you and the family and your wife and everyone. Uh, Tough to see him go. Yeah, appreciate you saying that, Colbs. Love you, bud.
Well said, Colby. Yeah, I love you, man. Colby Armstrong, Thanks, Sportsnet NHL analyst. Thanks for doing this. Well, he uh, he had a good time down there, it sounds well, he's like. The, in all honesty, he's the perfect guy. He is. Right? He is the perfect guy for that oh, setting. Can joke around, laugh. You know what? I, I wish I had just asked him if, he, if it's work for him to do that, to put on that personality. Like a lot of people who are that outgoing and yeah. engaging, it's not, it doesn't come natural. Some guys it does. I know. You, get a, really you, you, you get a certain age. Vicky, <laughs> well, you're not wrong, though. Like, you're, you you're get a big to a personality. Certain, you get to a certain age, and, yeah, it is work. It is. Like, he doesn't want to put it on. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you, as someone that did it over for 20 years. Are you saying you're not a natural it charmer? Can, it can. It can <laughs> you got to work at it. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, for two and a half hours to make everything sound super exciting, it's not <laughs> like, like Craig Simpson, Kevin Bieksa, yeah. Colby when he was down there. You gotta, you gotta bring that energy because you are the window to just the everyday fan who does think that it's exciting. Even though <laughs> there's a part of you that says, "Well, I like this, but I don't really like this." But I gotta make it sound super. Like I'm really interested to see what happens next. Yeah, you gotta be good at it. It's yeah. an art. Um, and one you can't fake, and I don't even know if you can learn it. You can't fake sincerity. <laughs> no, no, no. Colby mentioned uh, in his interview there that he is a Freddie guy, loves yeah. Frederick Anderson. Yeah. Would you like to know what Frederick Anderson's record is in his last 14 games? Very much so. He is 13 1 0. It's good. With a 198 goals against mm. and a 931 save percentage. And if I were tonight. a Leaf. One of those anti-Freddie people, I'd be like, he had months like that here too, well, but he didn't I mean, what have it numbers? when I needed him to. Are we gonna? Do we need to take a break? Yeah, we'll yes. take a break. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll get into more on Frederick Anderson versus Peter Mrazek, and we also have Mike Fuda, senior consultant to the general manager of Carolina, mm. and and sometimes analyst on Sportsnet with with you. Yeah, JB. I know it's awesome, and. Are you allowed to say bad things about his team? Absolutely not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard he gets you to say bad things about teams in his division. Is that true? Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ask Foots that All right. after the break. And Jim Ralph in the second hour. Still plenty more on Real Kipper and Born, show number 85.